welcome to episode 33 of Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends every month to talk about the world through a spirited lens in an informal, unscripted, and unplugged way. I am Dennis Sisi, and today's conversation is, as you might have guessed by my not-so-professional shirt over here, Halloween. So pull up a chair and join us. We're very excited to have you here today. I am here in our San Diego studios, but guess who else is here with me as well? Flavio, how, how are our Boston studios doing these days? Our Boston studio is uh, getting a little colder because it's, uh, guess what, fall time frame. But uh, we're alive and kicking as usual. So salute and hello from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. That's right. And people hearing might understand this. We are a very fancy show. And we have many different studios throughout the United States, one in San Diego, uh, one in Boston, and one in Miami with Susanna, who cannot make it today. We miss Susanna. She is busy helping family, but she's going to be our spiritual mentor today, inspiring us from afar. Susanna, whatever you are, we miss you, and we hope to see you soon. And when I say studio, I really mean our homes. We're not very fancy over here. Nevertheless, we have two other wonderful guests that you might already know that we want to bring them on so that they can be part of this conversation. Should we, Flavio, or should we just keep them on hold? I think we should keep them on hold a little bit, maybe a little suspense, because one, one is a very dear a friend from our you know, previous conversations, and one is a debut from the Spiritist Conversations. Here they are. There you go. And uh, thank you for being on the show, Mackenzie and Angie. We are really happy that you guys are able to, to make it today. Thank you Thumbs so up. much. It's a pleasure to be here. The studio is directly from Miami. That's yeah. right. We, we have many studios in Miami, apparently. But uh, Mackenzie, this is, must be, I don't know, every year we do this at least once. Mm -hmm. Mackenzie is one of our brothers from another mother. We have done different shows there too. And it's great to see you again, buddy. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thank you for inviting me and especially to talk about this topic. We had the conversation right, not right here where I am right now, but outside. I can see the place where we had a conversation before when it was not live like this, but it's here in the Salem office of Spirits, Spiritist Conversations, which is probably one of the Halloween towns of the world. It's the Halloween town. What are you talking about? One of them. It's the yeah. Halloween town of the world. Yeah. And the, that's what... Halloween celebrations have most uh, vividly, I should say. Yeah. And you don't need to say anything on the show, Mackenzie. We just brought you here today because you're in Salem. I'm going to put myself on mute now and then I'll watch you guys. Yeah. Um, Lovely. So... But, you know, that's very right, Mackenzie. That's a great conversation to have as well about Salem and this, the history of Salem as we talk about Halloween. But before we, we do that, we also want to say thank you, Angie. Thank you for making it here. We've been trying to get you to come on the show. But you guys know uh, we do this once a month and we try to, to plan it ahead. And it's always hard to line people up. So thank you for making your way today. Thank you for inviting. I know you guys have a huge list, so it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. And it, thanks and welcome. And, and it's it's your debut in our conversation. First of the many, for sure, Angie. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. And uh, so good awesome. evening, good night, and good morning to whatever you are in the world. We see some people. We see people from Brazil. We see people from England. All different kinds of folks showing up here on the chat. It's always great uh, to have your attention here. But should we dive in, Flavio? What do you think? 
I think we should just uh, talk about this thing called Halloween because it's uh, apparently it's a very famous holiday for a lot of people, even more so for the folks who are in Salem. But before we get to the whole Halloween uh, holiday itself, Mackenzie, maybe you could tell us how it is to live in Salem during Halloween, or should I say hell? For people who drive, it's certainly Halloween <laughs> during this time of the year here. Traffic is really bad, but it makes us, it makes the town comes, as you said, very alive. Salem has lots of stories, of course, related to themes close to Halloween. And, of course, it, it tries to live its tradition in bringing people from other places. So it's a very tourist town in a certain way, but it's also a very young town because we have a, we have Salem College here too. So lots of people, you know, lots of young people live around here too. So it is this old tradition, but also it's a very young city in that sense. So it has a hey, Mackenzie, of these is that, things. So. Is, is that because they killed all the old witches? <laughs> yeah, here it's the, the old witch of the East, not of the West. The old witch of the West, it's the Wizard of Oz. The, the old witch of the East is the old witches of the, the East. But of course, this is not related to Halloween and so on. And maybe in the future, we could have, and that's not inviting myself. There Maybe there are other people that know more about this than me. But it would be a very interesting topic for spiritist conversations to talk about the story of the witches of this area where mm -hmm. they were killed in 1692. But that story... Noted. Yeah. Noted. Maybe yeah. another episode. We can yeah. dive right into that. Yeah, Houston. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly Mac, and we're just going to call you Mac because it just sounds so cool anyway. That's exactly the reason why we wanted to make this episode. People might be asking, why are you guys doing a, you know, a Halloween episode? What does that have to do with spiritism or spirituality in general? And I think it's a lot because I think Halloween is a wonderful holiday that we all enjoy, but it's like a veiled conversation about spirit communication and mediumship. And we are always very interested about that in spiritism. So we figured putting our heads together that it might be a fun thing to do to put an episode together when we get to talk about this holiday and how in many different ways it reminds us of this constant communication with the spirit world that we just don't think about when we think about Halloween. We just think about candy and trick-or-treating and monsters and so forth. But all of that is a kind of interesting lead to, to the larger conversation about Halloween because the history of Halloween is a very interesting piece as well. A lot of folks don't know this, but Halloween actually comes from a Celtic festival uh, called Sowin that had happened 2,000 years ago. And it's this part of the year, and Mac was just addressing that too, where we're shifting from fall and harvest and beginning of winter when things get a little bit darker, that this important holiday took place. It was, I think it was the beginning of the Celtic year. But it makes tons of sense uh, for if we think about it, because back in the day, this passage was very significant because you had sun, you had harvest, and you had food, and you were going into a dark period that would be cold that was often equated with death because maybe you wouldn't survive the winter. So this transition was a big one. And this transition between light and dark, as well as the days become darker and darker, right? Less light were also very meaningful. Maybe not for us these days, because we can flip our light switches on and we can turn our heaters on. And winter has become uh, kind of like a fun thing for many people. But back in the day, it was serious business. So 
there was this connotation about death. And they also believed that there was an opportunity for the spirits to communicate with those living, especially in this part of the year. So the Celts would, they would put bonfires during this day to keep the light going. And the Druids would also use this time to make predictions about what the winter would be like. So it was a very important festival in many different ways. And then, of course, just to get off my soapbox here, something else that was really interesting too, about the 8th century, Pope Gregory III, Catholic, of course, decided that maybe this pagan ceremony really shouldn't, should, should be toned down a little bit. So he came up and, and November 1st, he came up with an All Saints Day and All Saints and Martyrs. So all, everything that was hallowed, everything that was sacred. And just like Christmas, the evening before was called All Hallows Eve. And I think you know where I'm going here. All Hallows Eve. And that's where the name comes from. And it started to blend in a little bit. But the fun thing about all this stuff is things that we already know. All this pagan mixture with different things. We, we can sprinkle some Romans in the middle. When the Romans uh, conquered Galia and the Celts 2,000 years ago, they had other two, two other festivals as well that they mixed in, in the piece. One of them was a celebration of the dead, like a day of the dead. And the other yep. one was a, was a festival to celebrate Pomona the goddess of fruits and trees. And the symbol for Pomona is an apple. And so that's why people think that there was a lot of bobbing for apples in Halloween, which is something I think kids don't do anymore unless they're in the Apple computers. But that's a whole different Apple thing. But there's all this mixture of cultures that we see in Halloween and that we don't think about. We just go out and we celebrate this whole trick-or-treating piece. And so maybe we can start right there. Like what's Halloween for us these days? What's, how's Halloween for you guys? Oh, it's impossible to remove trick-or-treating from Halloween. That's for sure, because the kids love it. The kids absolutely love it. There's also the costume, the dance, all the uh, festivities that surround uh, Halloween. That's also important to mention. But I think for us, spiritists or folks that believe in the afterlife in general, there's also another connotation with the holiday in itself or the day celebration in itself, which is around mediumship, because Halloween was really this whole idea of communicating with spirits and this holiday that Dan mentioned, Samhain or Samhain or however however we call it, that was actually the time that the Celtics will go and talk to the spirits to get connections, to get some advice, to get some wisdom. And that's why talking about the other holiday, talking about Halloween itself, we not mention mediumship. That's right. And it's also, it's funny because you're talking about spirits in general. And part of the whole Celtic thing and the whole Middle Ages thing too was because people believe that during this time of the year, the veil between worlds was thinner. So it was easier for spirits to communicate with the living. And there was even like a celebration. What they used to do is they used to put costumes on so that their, their, the ghosts wouldn't know who they, if they were to go out in the streets, they would dress up and say, maybe they won't find out who I am, which probably means that they weren't doing a lot of wonderful things because why would you fear the dead if you had not wronged them? But anyways, <laughs> that's a, a whole different uh, uh, question. But the whole costume thing became really about, let me hide from these spirits. Let, me, let them not recognize that I am here, which I think is really interesting. But it is the beginning of, a, or at least a, a heightened sense of, hey, there is spirit communication after all. It is possible for us to communicate with folks on, on the other side, on the other side. <laughs> the other side. Yeah. And more or less, at, at the same time of the, the, 
all these traditions started with the, the Halloween, with the costumes, the time passed. And then it started the other side with uh, uh, King James I, the son of Mary of the Scots, that he got like a crazy with uh, ideas of witch hunt. And uh, when his mother died, he became the big king of England, Ireland, Scotland, and then he brought the persecutions to England. And that's when uh, crazy things started. Anybody could be a witch. And anyone, you didn't even need to communicate really. So I always joke with my friends, I'm a medium right now. So probably I died many times in, in previous lives because when you have this characteristic, it's a challenge. It's a challenge in our society nowadays. Imagine in that time. Because when I remember the first time I told my mom that I, I could see spirits, she was like, oh my God, you're going crazy. And I was like, no, mom, I just see spirits. And she was like, that's what the crazy people say. Absolutely true. And I think that's a great point, Angie, because I think that we do have this stigma with mediumship still. And I think it's partly reflected in Halloween. We think that spirit communication is an evil thing. It's mm -hmm. only about the devil, right? Or ugly things because what we see the generally the except for little kids the costumes we see in halloween they're always gory right or sexy there isn't anything generally like beautiful <laughs> right for a grown-up so there is a, there is this, this perception that spirit communication is something that is weird and unnatural when in fact it's absolutely but because throughout history you have always had spirit communication we always have had mediumship we just didn't call that Mediumship. Yes, yes. We call it prophets. We call it prophesizing. We call it sibyls. We call it whatever it is. There's so many different shamans, right? There's so many different names that we've given to people who had the ability to communicate with those who were no longer in the physical body. And that in the 1850s, we started to use the term mediumship or mediums. And that is still, it still feels like a very unnatural thing. People still have this natural blockage that they think it's a bad thing, even though you find in every religious tradition, even in the Bible, you, you find mentions to that and actually advice on how to conduct mediumship, which is a really interesting piece in general. So, I think that one point and that that's uh, worth mentioning here is uh, that I think that one of the main things about the idea of why Halloween is very popular is fear. Fear is something that's always with us and will be with us for a very long time. We are all afraid of something. And once when we don't know something, it's even harder not to fear that something, right? But even knowing and my, my father, he, he used uh, to, to say this, and I find it very interesting. He says that even spiritists, they are afraid of death. They are afraid of spirits, which is funny in that sense. But he goes beyond and he says, and but most spiritists have uh, a very good uh, spirit, spirit protector, like a spirit guide that help them fight the bad spirits. And that, that spirit guide is called the uh, bed sheets. Because when you're in bed and you're scared of the spirits, you just cover your head with it. And then the spirits go away. <laughs> and it must be like the best spirit guide of the world. Because 
once you put your bad sheet, then it's over. There's nothing else. It protects you from the bad spirits. Or the bad spirits think you were a ghost. Especially if you make like little brown, ghost. black circles black, in your yeah, sheet. Around, right? And it's go boom. Then it, yeah, then it scares them back. It's uh, yeah. So, so frankly, here, I'm, I, yeah. I'm more scared of the bad sheets themselves because it's so hard to put them on the mattress <laughs> on the corners with those fitted sheets. So I think I'm more, I might be more scared of the sheets and the work that I have to put them and, on. Than what about ghost. folding? So why is it that every time we see a ghost, that ghost had sheets on them. Exactly. I have no idea. So I guess that's why they're scared of us because we put the sheets on top of ourselves and say, oh, maybe they're scared of us. And then, oh, maybe now I'll go out with those sheets. So I'll scare everybody. I, I have no idea. Maybe we can find something like historiology around this or anthropological yeah. like research on this. Do you I think have that a, our sense a, of fashion changes when we die? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I have a, a funny story. My son, he was like nine years old and he was in school in the time of Halloween. And then all the kids are like talking about Halloween. And then I think few kids told him, oh, I'm so afraid of ghosts. And then my son, he was nine, but he was already going to the spirit center since he was born. So he said... There are no ghosts. And the kids said, oh, yeah, I saw. And they said, no, they are spirits. They are just the souls of people who died. There are no ghosts. And all the kids are like, oh, <laughs> He got, got even more scared. <laughs> and he, he asking him, really quick right there. And he's like, no, no, my mom is a medium. Oh. <laughs> you have no idea what you you're know, talking the about. The teacher yeah. told me this story. Like he was like inventing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to tell the teacher a long story about spiritism. <laughs> that was very funny. Or not. So, <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. Or, or scary. Very scary yeah. story. Yeah. So going back to the fear, I'm sorry that I made all this digression here. Uh, but going back to the fear, it yeah. is it is something that because we don't know and we don't understand. Not saying that when we understand, we lose the fear, but it's mm -hmm. the pathway to losing the fear or at least to reducing the fear. Mm -hmm. It is to try to understand that there are things that we still don't understand, but it that doesn't necessarily mean that we should fear. But people who have a better, I don't know, have a, have a better grasp of their, their own fears, they start um, to put those fears out. And then Halloween becomes even bigger because now I want to scare other people or I want, to, I know that it's not scary for me anymore because I, I either don't believe it or if I believe it, I don't really care because Angie said it's just people that died and they're coming back. But it is, I think that more than the fear of the spirits itself or themselves is the fear of death that makes us do so many things and it's it can be constructive fear to a certain degree is good and we see this on the spirits book when they say having fear of death is important so that we don't destroy ourselves before we need to die before we have to die correct but if we put too much fear onto a person the person will destroy itself the person will destroy himself or herself because fear is a lock you lock yourself in 
and then there's nothing that can take you out of it depending on how deep that fear goes i think that talking about halloween and when we we think about this the scary thing we have to think about this idea that we should not fear death in a sense of it's a natural thing however we should respect death because we know that we want and we need to be incarnated, not alive because we will never die, but we need to be here while we are here. We need to value life. We need to not only enjoy the opportunity, but grasp the opportunity, grab the opportunity, use the opportunity to grow, to be a better person, to make this world make be a better place. So it brings me this uh, reflection to when I'm thinking about all this scary and, oh, I'm scared yeah. of death. And I bet that a lot of people, maybe this is another pathway on a conversation, that I had a friend that worked with me. Then every time I tried to, to say something about death, she would just, hey, stop talking about it. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want. And then she would just move out. She was so scared or she was, it was such a taboo topic for her that she wouldn't even think about it. And if we don't think about it, how do we prepare for it? So mm -hmm. it's that leveling or yeah. that balance that we need to try to find. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point, Mac, because there are some brothers and sisters of ours, people that are Christ followers, that they avoid Halloween. There are some denominations that they are taught to avoid Halloween for several reasons, right? Oh, you shouldn't really entertain any activities. We should move away from celebrating Halloween and all that. But I, your point, it, 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 the way I see this, on my reading at least, is a, a wrong interpretation of what we're celebrating in this holiday. So have you guys come across? Or have you seen folks that avoid the holiday for that particular you know, reason? Let me jump in that bandwagon really quickly too, because I think that what Mackenzie was touching upon, and I think that Flavio brought it out, is like the perception, right? how powerful our perception is, how our mind dictates what we see as reality or not. Because a lot of people during Halloween have this fear heightened, uh, mm -hmm. perhaps a little bit fearful of the whole idea, but in Halloween, they get a little bit more freaked out. And just because they are paying attention, they're just being suggestioned that there might be a spirit communication. And so they begin to get a little bit more antsy. So maybe we get a little bit more jumpy around Halloween because we're just being we're just paying attention. We're just keeping those ideas of monsters, of ghosts, of trick-or-treating, or of people jumping from behind a house and saying boo. And so we get on edge. But we bring that on ourselves because we accept and start to pay attention to that. Because at the end of the day, just to clarify stuff for all of us, spirit communication doesn't happen more at night than during the day in September, in January. It's always fair. No, it's right? all the time. It yeah. has always existed. We just make ourselves think that maybe at night, right? And so we let ourselves tune into that, uh, the wavelength, and that makes things a little bit trickier. Exactly, exactly. And I think everybody that is afraid of uh, death would be really a nice way to, to watch that uh, cartoon. That's, that's a Mexican cartoon that talks about their tradition, the Day of the Dead in Mexico. And it's so beautiful. And it explains so, so beautiful the way they understand that the, very similar to us, the body dies and the spirit leaves. So when I watched that cartoon many years ago, I, I finally understood their tradition because their cemeteries are so 
colorful, decorated with so many things. And then I finally understood why. And uh, it's really beautiful way to understand life because the body dies and the spirit continues. Very similar to, to our understanding in, in spiritism. So uh, tell her, Mackenzie, to watch the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the cartoon is, uh, what, what is it? Viva, Viva. It's lovely. It's really interesting about this, the boy that in the, the father is a guitar player and he wants to learn to play the guitar. It's a very powerful, powerful, very powerful story. A very powerful. Oh, that's sad. Uh, you guys talking about Coco? Coco, Coco, yeah. Coco yeah. the Disney Coco. movie. I thought, I thought oh it was God. a different one. I was like, okay. I have no, to no, search. No. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it that makes because, sense. Yeah, it, it is. It is a powerful movie because it brings the joy, yes. which is very important. So yes. I have a friend in Brazil. He's uh, much older than me, and he was one of the, my teachers in the Spiritist Center when I was growing up, and and so on that he reached a different level than, than me and probably than most, a lot of people, that he gets to a point, and some people don't understand sometimes, that he is happy. Uh, he is, he smiles when people die, people that he knows, people that live with him, that participate in stuff. I'm not saying that he is happy because the person died, and that's the big difference. He's yes. happy because he understands what's going on and he's a medium as well. So he sees the other person he knows. And recently, a few years ago, one of uh, his sisters died and I heard the same kind of stories from him. I mean, that he was happy that she was she that she died. He, but in that sense. So I'm not saying people don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that we should yeah. be happy when a person died. No, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that once we really have an understanding of what death is, we will miss the person, we will cry, we will uh, feel that the person is not there anymore, and we should embrace that. It, it is necessary to have that feeling of loss. It is yeah. in, in natural. But at the same time, when we bring that idea that Coco brings, that life goes on, that we can find happiness on the other side, that we will meet the people that we love that went before us, that we will re-encounter people that we were not able to see here in this life because they're still there. And we were not able to meet here, that I will meet someone that I love that was not able, that I was not able to have on the same uh, opportunity here on earth, that I will find it there, find the person mm -hmm. there. It brings us the, the comfort or it brings us that idea of, of happiness or, or, or at least that the, the idea of joy that we can yeah. find hope in, in that. So it is very important. And I think that's, I, I love that, Matt, because I think that is the greatest challenge that we face is to embrace that spiritual certainty or bring it closer to a heart because the end of all spirituality or religion, whatever it is that you want to call it, ultimately is to realize that we are not our physical bodies. For as long as we think that we are our physical bodies, then death remains this mystery in this thing. But now we know that we are not, and there's many different things we can go into, like how we know, mediumship being one of them. We begin, like we have to, we're being called to shift that thinking and think of ourselves as spirits who are temporarily here and not bodies who have a soul, right? I'm not a body who has a soul because I'm not that body that has something. I am a spirit that is temporarily in a body in this lifetime. 
But making that shift in a day-to-day life is really hard. But once we do, things become a little bit easier. We don't, there is no death, right? There is, there's just a transformation because we know, and it's a beautiful thing. I love how you said it because everybody we've ever known and loved is still there. They might just not be here with us. But go ahead, yep. Angie. I have a quick story about this. So my father-in-law, and the, the last days of his physical life, he got very sick. And I forever, I'm I married for almost 22 years. So I always like to talk to him about spirituality, life after death. But he was always like, nah, nah, don't come with this. I, I'm Protestant. I don't believe this. Nah, 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 nah. And then he got very sick for three years. And I used to joke with him. I used to tell him, Bill, when you arrive on the other side, be prepared to come back and say hello to me. And he's saying, Angie, you're crazy. Anyway, he, he was super funny. But in the last years, he was suffering too much. It was a lot of pain. And uh, he was like, he wanted to go. He used to say, I can't take this anymore. It's very painful. Anyway, long story. He died. Of course, I'm not like your friend. I cried a lot. Uh, he was like a father for me, so it was very painful. Mm-hmm. But I knew he was alive. And I was happy that he was alive in the other side. And probably without all that pain, because he was such a wonderful person, he helped so many people. But for me, it was difficult, the distance. But anyway, yes. past the time six months one day i'm here in my office and i start smelling food that he used to cook pea soup and i start like oh this is delicious and when i look i see my father-in-law coming towards me from the corridor and he was much younger so handsome he was not sick at all and he finally came and he said now I believe. And he disappeared. I was like so happy. But of course, I had thousands of questions, but he was gone already. But that was fantastic to see him that he was he was well and he understood me. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask him if he was eating pea soup. <laughs> that would be good too. <laughs> Maybe the, pea soup. His next one question, of my favorites. His next question would have been, Trick or treat. <laughs> you know what? I need to say here, Angie, I don't believe in one part of your story. Which one? <laughs> the pea soup is actually delicious. All the rest, pretty plausible for me. But the pea soup thing, not so much. I'm a I love split pea soup. You guys I haven't lived. This. <laughs> Put some bacon in there. Oh my God, it's amazing. Okay. But, but hey, with bacon, anything looks good. You know, sounds good, right? You bring a good point, too, because there's an interesting thing. We talk about trick-or-treating in Halloween, and he always has candy and food. And I don't know if folks know this, but the whole trick-or-treating and the whole food thing came about this other tradition that also happened in the Middle Ages. They were called soul cakes. And soul cakes were really like the poor asking during the exact same time that Halloween is taking place, the rich for some food. And so they would make these soul cakes and give it to those who were knocking on your door asking for them because again, winter and you might not have as much food. And what they would do is they would trade and say, hey, I'll give you the soul cake if you pray for the deceased people of my family. And that's how the whole trick-or-treating thing started to, to happen. And with time, it became kids going asking for stuff as opposed to adults. But that's why we knock on people's food and on people's door. And traditionally, that's why we give them 
something because of soul cakes that were really asking us to pray for uh, those in a specific family who, who have gone away, which was better than the alternative, what they used to do, which was leave food outside. Leave food and wine outside. That's what I remember from the history that they used to leave food and wine outside for the souls that would yes. come in, visit the homes and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. For your, for your family member, which I think is funny, right? Why leave it outside? Right? Yeah. Please. You're good outside. You're good outside. My, my deceased mother-in-law, you can stay outside. Thank you. I saw, I saw a question there and maybe you should introduce the question, but the, it, it may be, it may then, it may affect Flavio and Angie because I see something in their background that maybe we should describe and then we put the question Ooh. on the air. Ooh. Hold on. We, we have some Ooh. graphics we can put here. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. Questions time. Questions time. Questions time. We're very fancy here. You can see we invest heavily on our graphics. For those folks who are following us through podcast, I'm sorry to break it to you, but we have a very fancy banner that's that calls for questions time. (laughs) (laughs) By very fancy, Flavio means not fancy at all. It just says questions time, because that's how we roll. Feel free to send in your donations. Nobody gets paid to do this thing, as you can, you can imagine. Um, but uh, but what do we I see in the a, background here? Yeah, a, what do we see on the background? Yeah, go ahead. I have a funny here. story about this that I was uh, telling the guys before, Mackenzie. But okay. my son got this from my in-laws when he was like uh, seven. What and is, this, what is hold that? on a second, this but this is this? a mess? ugly skull candle fake candle the size of a skull that doesn't look very friendly at all exactly this is a candle oh, sort of friendly dances and lights and and makes funny sounds many different noises anyway so one day we in the house uh, in the time of halloween we one of my son's friend he was like a nine or ten and we are having dinner and he asked us it's only us for dinner. And before I said, the candle started. <laughs> <laughs> and we all like, oh boy. Oh and boy. I, and I told him, um, I guess we are not alone. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'm sure the he came back next week. Was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm sure he, he visited every day after that. Yeah. Sure, every day. He was excited to come back. So, so, but, uh, but anyways, what's the question that that we yes, that question we, time. We have a fancy this, banner. Yeah. Let's do the the comments. And here's a a question from our friend Elder. Hi, Elder. And he says, "Hello, spooky friends," and which means that he's clearly uh, referencing Angie, Flavio, and Mackenzie. Because I'm not spooky at all. <laughs> uh, when I decorate oh, my scary. house with scary figures to amuse people. Does it attract the bad spirits or energy to my house? Ooh, what do you guys Flavio, say? Flavio, you have three. Flavio. You have three things. on. I have three. One, two, and three. Three, three uh, pumpkins three there spooky, in the background. Three spooky pumpkins that are lit. There's a candle inside of them. Don't worry about it. It's a, just an electronic candle. It's not going to burn the house down. Don't worry about it. It's one of those that switch on and off. So does it attract... Uh, bad spirits or bad energy to the house i don't think so no i don't think so at all but again we go to perceptions right if you believe it does 
then you might open yourself to the suggestion that everything that goes wrong is because of that. So superstition yeah. is a really powerful thing because sometimes we start to see things that are not there because we've been suggestion to see them. So we might believe to think them, that yeah. everything that, that goes on is because we had those things there. But a pumpkin will, won't have magic powers, especially in this part exactly. of the year, right? Exactly. Pumpkins but, but, do a so, pumpkin but, do a pumpkin. so spooky head. friends, don't worry about it. Yeah, but Angie's log head there, I ha I don't know. I don't know if it's because she's a medium and she was <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much because uh, I'm a medium. So since, uh, since a child, everything moves in my house, turns on the light, turns off the light, but uh, it's because of my type of mediumship. Mm -hmm. So exactly what uh, Flavio and then said, everything is what we think what we attract, what we get afraid of. So we put our thoughts, oh, this candle is bringing bad spirits to my house. It's not the candle, it's your mind. You are, your frequency, instead of being vibrating here or vibrating higher with your guardian angel and good spirits, you start vibrating here. And the ones here are the low vibration spirits who actually like to scare us, like to bring negativity, likes to bring fear, and they feed in this energy. So everything is in our mind. So nothing, the power of prayer can't dissipate and clear. So no worry. And I think that speaks to Lisiane's comment there. She says that church make people afraid of all that Halloween stuff. And very true. Many different people are. And also horror movies. And she says she's a spiritist, but every time she watches a movie, like a scary movie, she gets jumpy and scared. Again, because we are putting ourselves in that frame of mind. I, I, I would too. I would yeah. too. And that's why I don't watch those movies because I'm not into that anymore. I used to when I was younger. Now I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. Exactly. But, you know, it's not scary anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it is not that much. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> and it's and I'm you know one it. interesting thing that we're talking about here too is the power of the mind to also do the opposite. Right? So if you have a positive mental attitude, then you are also gravitating and working in that area. So if you believe you are going to have a good day, if you believe that your glass is half full as opposed to half empty, it changes the way you go about your day. It changes about how you perceive things. You become more tolerant to people. So I think there's a lot for us to also think about our ability to counteract whatever suggestion or atmosphere or perception or idea that other people might be sending our way, right? Yes, it, it is true. But we have also to take in consideration, for example, imagine you watch a movie and you get like nervous, all the lights turn off and you have to go up to your house, you start getting spooky because of the movie. Another thing we have to think also is like, for example, parties. I'm not talking just about Halloween parties. I'm talking about any parties. You go to a party and depending on the type of the party, it's not every party, it's not a family home party, but depending on the type of the party, whatever is going on there, you are going to feel, if you are sensitive, you are going to feel that negativity. If there is a lot of drugs, alcohol, crazy sex going on, and you go in that environment, even if you are positive, you're good, you will feel that. So your vibration will go lower. So we have to be careful also to don't expose ourselves unnecessarily. 
Yeah, yeah, it's our, our spiritual entourage, I like to say it sometimes. Mm -hmm. We've got to be mindful where we are placing and what pool we're diving in. Everywhere we go has its own energies. And of course, they can influence us, but it's also up to us to either avoid them if they don't feel great, but also know that we have the ability to make our own atmosphere, right? And not just be impacted by other people. And I know that our time is going by, so I figured that we can try, if you guys are up for it, a new segment here with another very fancy banner called Rapid Fire Round, where I get to ask you questions and you guys get to answer rapid fire. Not a lot of explanation there. You guys ready? One or, one or two words, right? One or two words. One or two words. Now, first of all, sometimes it's a yes or no question. You guys ready? Question number one. It's a yes or no question. Candy corn. Yes or no to candy corn? No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's a no for me. I don't get candy corn, people. Yeah. It's just sugar. Maybe. It's like crystallized Maybe. sugar. Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe for candy corn. Okay, okay. All right. Rapid fire number two. Favorite candy? Sour Patch Kids. A hundred grand. The real grand. one and the candy. Gosh, I don't really have a, a favorite. I, <laughs> chocolate. So I don't have a favorite. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to go with Swedish fish. All right. And and this is so that people can profile us by what kind of candy we he's like. A, he's international. He went all the way. Go to... Sour Patch. Go Sour Patch. <laughs> sour Patch right. thanks unite. All right. Are you ready for a uh, uh, true or false question? True I'm going to read false. a statement to you and you tell me whether it's true or false. You ready? Ooh. All right. Scary. No, not that scary. Don't worry. It, it, it relates to candy. Don't, don't, don't oh, worry. You're going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> Um, so 20% of all candy sales in the United States is done because of Halloween. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I would say false because it's more. Flavio, Flavio, true <laughs> or false? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's true. Angie, Angie, true or false? I think it's true. I think it's more. I think it's ah, true. Then is it true or is it false, Angie? Well, it's more than 20 for sure. <laughs> Mackenzie, you're also on more, right? Yeah. And that's right. That statement is false. It's actually 25% of oh. all U.S. candy is sold for Halloween. So wow. one every four pieces of candy. I have right. a rapid fire question, too, about, about Halloween, about candy, and about Salem. All right. Go for it. Is that's not so rapid, is it? The oldest candy store in the United States... Is it here in Salem or not in Salem? That's uh, you just set us up to say yes. It's it's in Salem. Yeah, that, I mean, you're right. you're yeah, looking yeah. you're looking to say first say yes. Yes, must be. And that's true. It is <laughs> yeah. true. It's still there, and it was the first commercially uh, made and sold candy in America. It's the store is here in Salem. So when you come here, if you you can search it online, and it's. Across, which year? Corner, which year was that? I think it's, I can't remember, but it's 1820 something or, yeah, something like that. It's... So what you're saying is that Salem has witches and candy. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, it does. Right. Yes. It's a great combination. And I really like that candy. I don't buy that often, but it's, I really like it. All right. Last rapid fire question. This is just a fill in the blanks. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Some fun statements about Halloween. In 2019, so pre-COVID, right? Because everything changed. So in 2019, Americans spent almost half a billion dollars, so $500 million, right? Buying Halloween costumes for 
Flavio. Halloween costumes. Four. Who were Americans buying Halloween costumes for? And spent for their pets, the, maybe? For their pets. You're right. Half a what? billion dollars. Half a billion half dollars a in billion pet dollars costumes. Buying costumes for their pets? I oh, can't pets. That's insane. Oh, my God. That is insane, huh? I, I just I just threw it out there because I, I thought it would seem it's not possible. Yeah, I guess it is, right? Yeah, half a billion dollars. And, and, and that was uh, like 40% more than the year before. So it was definitely yeah. on the rise. But so pre-COVID. Well, pets or no pets, we are beginning to reach the end here of our show today. And we appreciate everybody dial in. And before we, we wrap up, before we, we end, we always have a wrap up a session two where we get to ask you guys what is the takeaway? What is the, uh, what's the most important fact or idea or concept that you take away from today's uh, show? Who wants to dive in first? I can go. Ladies um, first. Come on. Uh, ladies, ladies first. Okay, ladies first. I, I think the wonderful thing for today, we were talking about Halloween and we were talking about the historical point. We talked about uh, how people are afraid of a death. And we also spoke about the mediumship is something very old that always existed. So I think the biggest point is understanding, understanding that life goes on. And that when this physical body dies, the spirit leaves. And it's nothing, something scary. It's just maybe something different to people that are not used to it. But uh, this is the beautiful thing that the Spiritism gives to us. The Medium's book from Alan Kardec explains so much in detail and helps us to not be so afraid of the spirits. Well said, Angie, well said. Yeah, my takeaway from tonight is to really make us understand that we are celebrating this Eve of the All Saints Day, of the All Hallows Day. And then the next day, it's the All Souls Day, which would be November the 2nd. And in so many Catholic countries is the day that we usually go to the cemetery to pay homage to those who died. So to me, it brings this idea of the necessity of us to understand that death is just one more passage. It's a transformation so that we are aware of it, that we don't be afraid of it, that we learn to understand that we will all go through and people who died or passed away are there waiting for us the same way we will, will go one day, that we enjoy our lives responsibly while we are here. We have fun, but we be responsible and then we will one day be very um, happy as well when we go to the other side. Maybe we will have one day a very good daughter-in-law and then we will come back and say, hey, do you want some pea soup? And um... <laughs> and first of all, I would have to learn how to cook pea soup. That's going to be... It's super easy. Super but I'll easy. go next and let Flavio wrap us up here uh, before we ask for folks to share a little bit more about some of their projects. But I think for me, Halloween really is a wonderful reminder of this communication between worlds and that this is a present reality that we oftentimes overlook and don't think about during our day-to-day -day lives because we're so busy with everything else. And yes, it's still a little bit scary. And yes, it's still a little bit about buying candy. 
but it's also about enjoying time with each other, enjoying time with our kids. And I wish that we could stretch that thinking to say that we are part of a larger spiritual community and realm and that we can also think about spiritual communication or an interaction between both realms of life every part of the year, every time of the year, and that those who we truly love never are far away. And that I hope that more and more we get to the certainty that we are immortal spirits and that we too eventually are going to leave this physical world, but we will not stop loving those who we love and we will not stop communicating with those who are still here as well. I think it brings a lot of hope and joy for me as well. So Halloween is a little appetizer, a little reminder. And I like that that happens before Christmas too, so that just get my vibes all the way up and Thanksgiving coming too. But anyways, that's what I take away. And Flavio, how about you? What's that, What's your takeaway from today and Halloween? I think my takeaway is have fun. Right? This is a great holiday to spend time with families, with kids. Uh, it's a great opportunity to go meet your neighbors. Sometimes we are so busy that we don't even know about our neighbors. We'll knock on their doors, give some candies, trick or treat, have fun. Obviously, there's a lot of history behind Halloween as a holiday, as an event. Yeah, it's important to know about mediumship, why the communication with spirits, that by the way, often all the time, it's happening now. It happens all, you know, nonstop, not only in Halloween, not only in Salem, happens all over the world, including in Taranga, New Zealand. Look at that. We're getting fancy here, folks. We have a, a, an audience from New Zealand, Indiana and everything else. So these are our, you know, family, right? These British Conversations family. And we wish you an amazing Halloween. Do get to spend time with your families. Do get to really go out there, eat some sour patches, if you'd like, or any other cookie, candy that you may fancy. But at the end of the day, it's important to go back and really ref reflect on it. And that's what we're doing here. Of course, we made it fun. We made it casual as we do without any, you know, preparation, without any scripting whatsoever. Just like to, you know, invite a couple of friends and hang out and have a conversation. And speaking of those friends, maybe you wanted to, you know, connect with one of them. Angie, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and the Spiritist Center you founded in uh, South Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I'm so happy our conversation is so global. We, we four are in different locations, but uh, if you know anyone here in Miami, I founded a, a center in April. We are in Coconut Grove. It's very close to Key Biscayne. And the name of the center is Mia of Miami, M-I-A, Inner Light. So Mia Inner Light. You can find us uh, on uh, YouTube and Facebook. And our meetings are on Tuesdays from seven to nine. So if you are in Miami and you would like to visit a new center, small center, you are welcome. Come, it will be a pleasure. It's all in English too. Thank you. Coconut Grove, there you go. Thanks, Angie. And of course, we you all know Mac. Maybe how Mac, you can spend a few How minutes. could she forget Coco? She, she is around coconut grove. Mackenzie, it's because she's nuts. Coco nuts. She only remember the nuts. Oh my it's God. Damn, you're so awesome. I, I love <laughs> the best kind of nuts. That was a good wrap up. <laughs> Mackenzie, and, yeah. and how about you, sir? If folks want to get a hold of you and connect with you, tell the us best. about how they can do that. The best way, really, the best way is to come visit Salem. Salem is right the next town where Cantino de Luis or our little spot of light 
that's how we call the group in English, the little spot of light spiritist group. Uh, Flavio goes there sometimes. He went there two weeks ago to talk to us or three weeks ago. Then Kauinihan, he comes here, he comes and, and sees us there and talks to us there. It's a very small group with, a, we feel like a family and we try to welcome everyone. So if you're around, if you came, if you're coming to visit Salem, stop by in Peabody. It's five minutes. So it is very close. And we have meetings Saturday nights, Monday nights, uh, Wednesday nights, but we welcome everyone, including those people who are in New Zealand too. And I would just like to point, oh, and Elda, you have to come here. It's such a long time that you came here. You have to come down. Angie is far away now. It's hard for her to come, but, but Angie, please, when you come here and come with this blue shirt, I love your blue shirt. <laughs> I really and love I can't it. believe that when I lived in New York for 20 something years, I, I always wanted to go to Salem and I end up not going. Not, yeah, and not by going. the way, Mackenzie, yeah. what's the name of your center? Yeah, so it's a little spot of light, which is a, a double meaning there. I, yeah. I love the name. I really like the name. As you can tell, we can keep on talking <laughs> for a very long time. And that's what conversations are great. But we are reaching uh, the end of our time. So we want to thank you for watching or listening to Spiritist Conversations, a production of the Spiritist Institute. Join us next month uh, on November 4th for a episode we are calling Who is Joanna the Angelus? which is a name that often comes uh, about in Spiritist literature. And some people often ask us, who is that? So we're going to talk a little bit about this incredible figure that has produced a lot of content for all of us in Spiritism. And if you enjoy today's conversation, please share it with a friend and likes us on social media. It helps get the word out. And of course, to revisit past episodes, head on over to YouTube for video or your favorite podcast platform for audio. We do both of them. You can also find it all at spiritistconversations.org. So thank you so very much for being with us today, Mac and Angie. It's great to have you. We hope to see you guys back soon. And thanks for everybody that's listening. Thank, thank you, folks. Thank you. Take care. Awesome. Bye, guys. Thank